Irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to Family Planet 365 with Melina Jackson, only on LA Talk Radio. Hello, welcome to Family Planet 365. It is Friday. Happy National Donut Day. Oh my goodness. I was really, truly contemplating whether or not I would trek out to Krispy Kreme this morning because of National Donut Day. However, I decided that might not be within my best interest considering we just made a trip to Krispy Kreme last week. And as you know, too many Krispy Kreme is just not um, a good fit for a healthy lifestyle. So I told my children that we would probably celebrate National Donut Day sometime later this month, right? (laughs) You know, who comes up with all these national days? At first, when I first heard about, oh, it's National Hot Dog Day or it's National Smile Day, I used to be so excited, like, oh, wow, this is cool. Like, where did this come from? Who created these national days? If you know, let me know. Send me a comment. Email me, familyplanet365 at gmail.com. I want to know. And perhaps maybe we can even talk to the person who, or I don't know how these days come about, but I remember growing up, we didn't have national days. We had like your, you know, traditional holidays. You have Memorial Day, Veterans Day the 4th of July, you know, happy St. Patrick's Day, but not national days, so to speak. So I'm just really curious as to, is this legitimate? Because so many things are like national days now that I'm, I I even stopped posting about it. Because like I told you at first, I was super excited, like, oh, it's national this day and that day. But after a while, it's just so redundant, you know, and it just doesn't seem authentic. So I am not celebrating National Donut Day, but don't let me stop you. Enjoy your donuts. Enjoy the sprinkles. I love all the beautiful pictures on Instagram that people are posting about donuts. And, you know, they're so beautiful. It's like they're almost too pretty to eat. So if you're just tuning in, you are listening to Family Planet 365. I'm your host, Melina Jackson, and I have a great show for you today. I am actually finishing up my series, guys, Celebrate Motherhood. Remember, I talked about that, that we said we were going to be doing that all of May, and I know it's June 1st, so happy June. It's a new month. It's the prelude to summer, and that makes me super excited. Although, you know, I used to say, oh, this is my favorite month, but every month is my favorite month, truly, because I get excited about, you know, it's a fresh beginning, a new start, and it's each new month brings something different. So that's why it's hard to compare. I hear some background noise. Um, It's hard to compare like, oh, this month is better than that month or whatever, because every month brings their own thing. And those things I look forward to. And for June, it just reminds me that, oh, summer's almost here. And that's a lot to look forward to. And it's the end of the school year. So summer's here as far as vacation break or school break. So sort of looking forward to that. We've already talked about that. So I'm not going to go down that road again. However, I have my daughter in summer school. Um, She's going to be taking some um, pre-algebra for getting ready for her freshman year. 
And it's pretty intense, guys. Like she has all of June off and then she starts in July and summer school goes Monday through Friday from 7.30 a.m. until 1.30 p.m. And it's all math. And they get like a little lunch break. And it, part of me was like, oh, that's kind of, you know, that's rigorous. I don't know if we're up for that, but I think it'll be good for her. So we're in. We're going to do it. And um, I'm excited about that and just but not too excited about having to get her to a location at 730 on a weekday in the summer. So wish me the best. But our show today is titled Becoming a New Mom, the Excitement and Braxton Hicks of it all with mom to be Diana Peralta. And I think I'm pronouncing her name, her last name correctly. You know how I am about pronunciation, but I think it's Peralta. I'll ask her when I get her on. She'll be joining us in a bit. And I want to remind you guys to subscribe on iTunes. If you haven't already, it's Family Planet 365. Because you know what? When you subscribe, you have the iTunes app. You are automatically notified when a new show comes up. So you don't have to worry about, oh, did I catch the show? Some of you listen live. Thank you very much. Hello. How are you? But... When you subscribe, it just comes to you. And I always like that because when you open up your iTunes, there's a new episode or there's something to listen to. And I, I'm thinking if you're here listening to me, then you are a podcast listener. I just assume that, right? I love podcasts. Like I don't really listen to the radio in the car anymore. I listen to podcasts. Is that the way we're going now with technology? I know like some cars now have it where you just can connect or run the podcast through your radio. And I want one of those cars because I'm all in like the radio doesn't really interest me anymore. But I want to encourage you to subscribe and share the good news because Family Planet 365 is here for you as a family, moms, dads, guardians, family members to support you and serve as a resource so that you understand that you're not alone. We're here to uplift and empower the family for the sake of the children because I feel that when a child is in a semi-healthy family no family's perfect we're not here pretending that but when a child is in a great family or a family who understands that they are supported there are resources available I believe that it makes for a more healthy childhood preteenhood teenage years adulthood because they always have that you know I always think about children you know although they do want a lot of things and I know that firsthand experience but when it really comes down to it all they want is a healthy environment and as parents we can't provide healthy environments when we aren't healthy or when we have issues and we're gonna have issues I get that but we need to we want to make sure that we understand that We can voice what we're going through. We have support. And if we feel like we don't have support, we know where to get the support. And my hope is that you'll find that support from Family Planet 365. And if you have any show ideas, please send me an email. FamilyPlanet365 at gmail.com. If there's something that you want want, want covered here, I'm all game. I am open. And I will find the expert to come on. And shed light on that particular topic. So do not be shy because this is for you. I have some important dates for you. Um, We have the 
preschool fair coming up on Saturday, July 14th in Conejo. So that's the Conejo Valley Preschool Fair. This is for all my SoCal families. So if you um, live in the Conejo Valley or you have friends or family who live in that community, make sure you let them know that the Conejo Valley Preschool Fair is coming up on Saturday, July 14th at the Thousand Oaks Civic Arts Plaza and that's at 10 a.m. So make sure you mark your calendar for that. I can't believe it's almost here because it's June 1st. And there is so much to be done, but we usually get it done because it is done in love, right? So make sure that you um, share that information and you can always find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter under Family Planet 365. And the preschool fairs are under my preschool fair. I usually, I sometimes cross post those just to, you know, spread the word um, to both audiences like I talk to my preschool fair about Family Planet 365 and I talk to Family Planet 365 about my preschool fair because it all goes hand in hand. It's all about inspiring and encouraging families. So how have you all been? Um, it's been a really busy week this past week for me. And yesterday, for some reason, I kept thinking it was Friday. I guess it was because it was the last day of school and it's just, it was just so much going on, like, you know, just trying to wrap up the school year and figure out what we are going to be doing for um, the summer. And just, it, it's just really just managing everyone. I, I felt, I won't say I felt overwhelmed. I, I never like to admit that. I always say I felt whelmed because all, everyone needed to be someplace at a certain time. And one of the things I can say was last night or yesterday, I think the school did a great job ending um, the school year because it was so fun. They had the graduation ceremony. And then after the graduation ceremony, which went pretty long, it was like two hours and it was outdoors. And yesterday, for some reason, or for the past few weeks, it's been like overcast and cloudy. And when there's no sun, it tends to be cold. And that's always tricky because it felt like fall. And, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I think that had a lot to do with my overall perspective. Just for the last few mornings, it's been cloudy and cold. And I know that we control our happiness. And, well, I like to think that I do and I, I'm. I stand on that truth that happiness is up to us. But when the weather's not good, especially when you're used to it, it does subconsciously play a role in your overall attitude about life. And that's just the real deal, Holy Field. So luckily today it's sunny and nice and beautiful. I love it. But yesterday was cold and cloudy, but I enjoyed it because the way the school had it set up was after the graduation you know, because school goes from K through 12, um, but the 12th graders didn't graduate there. They're going to graduate this next week at another location. So basically it was kindergarten, um, sixth graders and eighth graders who graduated. And after graduation, they had like these bouncy houses for the little ones and they had a cookout. And we stayed on campus for like three hours, just hanging out, signing yearbooks, kids just, you know, saying goodbye and wishing each other well over the summer. And the school that my children attend is closing for this year. Like they're not going to be open next year. So 
I thought it was really neat that some of the parents already gave out birthday invitations, birthday party invites for the fall. Like if their child's birthday is in August, they gave out the invitations yesterday. And that's so that's so fun because now the kids have something to look forward to as far as seeing their friends yet again at the end of summer. And so how genius is that? So that's a good tip for families. If your child's birthday falls like beginning of August or say July over the summer, you give out your birthday party invitations at the last day of school or on the last day of school, because then, you know, if you're like me, you'll put it on your refrigerator, the invitation, and you'll never forget. You won't forget to um, go to the birthday party. I'm just making sure our caller's going to call in. So I'm trying to talk to you and read at the same time. Okay. So yeah, we have it on the refrigerator and we have actually two parties. And then my older kids have an end of school year part pool party tomorrow. So I'm actually going to go because the parents are going to um, put a pizza in their pizza. They're going to make a pizza in their pizza oven and I always like that that's always fun to me so I'm looking forward to it um you're listening to family planet 365 I'm your host Melina Jackson and today we are going to be talking to mom-to-be Diana Peralta about becoming a mom and you know one of the things I found out about her was that she's fairly young she's not um you know in her late 40s or anything like that but it was quite a journey to to conceive and I know from personal experience that's interesting because we just take it well I won't say we I'm not going to speak for you all but you should just never take it lightly like when people um you know they are trying to conceive because it's not it doesn't come that easy and so I'm looking forward to talking to her about her journey and what she's excited about or nervous about um, in becoming a a first-time mom. So without further delay, I'm going to introduce our guest today. Let me pull up my handy-dandy intro. All right. So Hello. Hi, I'm introducing you now. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm having trouble hearing you a little bit. Okay, hold on. Let me check my levels. Okay, can you hear me? Uh, it's very, very low. Okay. How about now? Can you hear me? It's about the same. Okay, how about now? I, I can hear you, but I'm straining. <laughs> okay. Let me introduce you, and then I'll work. we'll work on that. Okay, okay that's better, actually. Oh, I good. can hear you better now. Awesome. Perfect. I'll lean closer to the um, microphone. Okay. So she is okay. a mom-to-be who runs a financial brokerage alongside her husband, Their mission is to help families become properly protected and financially independent. Diana is an interior designer by trade, and she runs a lifestyle and vegan YouTube channel, which is centered around her personal life experiences and her journey as a vegan. Diana chose the vegan lifestyle over two years ago. Diana adds that she has taken a lot of time away from the above to focus on becoming a mother and is happy to finally conceive after fertility treatments and in vitro fertilization. We'll certainly talk more about that, Diana. Yes. Please welcome this extraordinary businesswoman, wife, mom-to-be, 
And guys, she's my baby cousin, <laughs> Diana <Yes>. Thompson Peralta. <laughs> Diana, am I not pronouncing your last name correctly? It's Peralta. Peralta, correct. Awesome. Yes. Hi, cuz. Hey, cuz. Oh, my gosh, guys. Just <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Thank you for being here. And it's so funny because, guys, you don't even understand. I think, okay, I remember seeing Diana, I think she was about, oh my gosh, not even eight, like totally a preschooler the last time I saw her. That I'm embarrassed to yeah. admit that. <laughs> However, with the beauty of social media, I was like, oh my gosh, we like connected a few years ago now on Facebook. And yeah. like, I even when I see her, like she's a beautiful young lady now and I still just see that little baby running behind me and my cousins <laughs> at grandma house in Miami. And so I still can't admit that she's a grown woman. And then when she like, was like announced her pregnancy, I'm like, no, not the baby cousin. <laughs> so it's so befitting to welcome like you to my Celebrate Motherhood um, series. Yes. Because you're a first time mom. And then when you wrote me, you were like, we had to go through quite a bit to Yes, yeah, it was baby. definitely a journey. <laughs> oh my gosh, so we'll, talk, we'll talk about that because I was shocked, Diana. I, 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 you just, you just don't know what people are going through. You know what I'm saying? For sure, and I say that all the time. Yeah, and because you look at it and you're like, oh, it's so perfect. Oh my gosh, but you don't know. You see my glory, but you don't know the story. And right, and that's one of the things I encourage our listeners to never feel like they're alone. Like if you have something going on. I'm not saying like everything is dramatic. Like you don't have to be dramatic about things. Cause I see that on social media as well. Like when moms post their kid, like busted their eye out or something I'm like, why would you post? Right. That? Like that's private. Like does your child know? Right. So we're not looking for drama or looking for people to feel sorry, but just know that yes. if you need the support. It's there. That's all I'm saying. Okay. For sure. So how are you? I'm doing good. You are just enjoying as much as possible really? <laughs> being pregnant. I know. <laughs> there's good days, there's bad days. Yeah. But other than that, it's, it's been so much fun and cool to go through all the changes. Mm-hmm. Learning a lot, <laughs> for sure. You yeah. know, people always tell you about what it's like to be pregnant, but you really don't know until you are. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, because it's, it's, you know, I think the whole experience is just, it's individual. It's an individual experience. Like one of the things I know I enjoy most about being pregnant is I didn't have any acne, like none. Oh, me either. Oh my gosh. I was like, wow. (laughs) I know I can't. And so far, no stretch marks either. (laughs) I know. I know. I think that's the butler. Like I know you're you're Thompson, but that's that butler gene because we, I didn't get stretch marks either. And I have four. It's definitely butler because my mom and all her sisters didn't get them either. And see, and see, just so you know, guys, her mom is my dad's sister. And so I think that's the butler jeans. So that's what I'm always saying. Like, Diana, we have some good jeans, girl. We have good jeans. Like, I look at other people like, wow. Okay. So I digress. Okay. So, Diana, I have some questions I want to ask you as a mom-to-be. Okay. What are you most excited about becoming a new mom? I think what I'm most excited about is the fact that this is a huge new adventure for us. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's, I definitely find excitement in the unknown. You know, it's been just me and my husband for 17 years. Whoa. We've been married for eight of them. <laughs> so we've had time, you know, to live our lives and have fun and <clears throat> do all the things that 
a lot of people wish they did do before they brought kids into the world. Amen. And I feel like we're at a point in our lives now where we're settled. You know, the things that were important to us in our 20s aren't that important to us anymore. So to start this new journey and bring a third to our two mm-hmm. is is the most exciting part for me. I'm really excited to to learn what it is to be a parent. You know, I've, I've got tons of nieces and nephews that mm-hmm. I've been able to have a hand in, in bringing up. You know, it says it takes a, a village yeah, to raise a child. Mm-hmm. I've been involved in a lot of my nieces and nephews' lives, and, you know, I can give them back. <laughs> <laughs> I can't give this one back. So mm-hmm. it's going to be really cool to 24-7 have to take care of a whole little human being that is ours oh that yeah that's that's the beauty and you know you said Mm -hmm. something really important that it's something that I stand on is you know you guys have been together it's just been the two of you for 17 years and eight of those married and kudos to you though because I often like I get a little side eye Diana because I see a lot of couples (laughs) now like they get married and then like three months later she's pregnant I'm like girl you don't mm-hmm. even know like you guys I understand like the biological clock is ticking a lot of a lot more right they're waiting later to get married but I'm like please if you could just please just do at least two years kid free because I think about like all the times like we'll be like oh let's go let's go to the club you know let's go dancing let's go right let's go out with our friends or let's take that trip real quick and you know not saying that I, I never like to say you know children are a burden but they do change a lot and for sure, especially if you're just trying to get to know your spouse, because you can be dating. But when you're married, like it's different. You you really start. You're really in it then. Right. That's when you really start yeah. to get to know the person. Yes. The real and, person. And the changes that they go mm-hmm. through, because you're not going to be the same in your 30s as you are in your 20s. And that's right. Some people don't give themselves that time to find that out. <laughs> yes. And then you add a kid into the mix. Like, oh, yeah. That's so much just unnecessary stress, but I get it. You know, we're all on this time clock, but kudos to you for doing that because I always, I think about, you know, when you're in high school and you, for some like people who didn't go to their prom and in their forties, they look back and like, Oh, I wish I would have went to prom. It's kind of like that when you rush and have children with your spouse, you know, it's like, well, we never got a chance to do that or, you know, to really know what it's like to have that downtime. And sometimes that can come back to bite you. So, Congratulations on that point. Now, thank you. You're welcome. Do you think Diana that had an issue that played a role, like with you waiting? Did that have a role in the um, challenge in conceiving, though? I don't think it did, um, because when when we did decide to start trying to have children, mm-hmm. you know, we worked on it for a year. Mm-hmm. I had been off of my birth control for several years oh. before that, so. When I wasn't getting pregnant, I went to my gynecologist, you know, just to see if everything was good. Mm -hmm. And everything, all my tests came back perfect. There was nothing wrong with my womb. My fallopian tubes were perfectly fine. They weren't blocked or anything. Mm -hmm. And I guess they had, I had what they called unexplained infertility. But my doctor said that his biggest concern that with me being off of birth control for as long as I had mm-hmm. and me not even accidentally mm-hmm. not, you know, not Conceiving. accidentally getting pregnant mm-hmm. was a concern for him too, because we weren't really ever preventing a pregnancy either. Okay. okay. So 
I think whether or not I started trying to get pregnant earlier or now, I would have ended up with the same result. Oh, okay. And you know, and the thing is, yeah. you can't really go back and like change your past anyway. So it it, it happened right. when it happened. But would you say that was the first, was it like intense fertility? Because I'll, you know, when I hear fertility treatments, I think of the mm-hmm. emotional stress, the hormonal stress, um, the swelling or the pain. Because I, I just, I've heard things about it. Was it like it that? was a, it was, <laughs> it was brutal. <laughs> I'll put it that oh, way. It was brutal. and not brutal in the in the pain factor. It was more brutal. Um, it's it's really tough on your emotions because. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I actually did a, a YouTube video not too long ago, I think back in February, okay. talking about this, but um, I have a lot of friends who, you know, pop babies out like it's, <laughs> it's nothing. <laughs> I always, it's thundering outside. I'm sorry if you can hear that. Oh, but um, I always joke that they rub noses and they get pregnant. And sometimes that can be hard to see when yeah. you're doing all of these things to get the same result, you know? Mm. And then on top of that, I mean, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm so happy for my yeah, friends. I yeah. love their children. I would love to see them pregnant. I wish, you know, happiness and big families on everyone. I'm, I'm not jealous of anyone for right. having that journey. I'm mm-hmm. supposed to have this journey for a reason. That's right. And I believe, I believe the reason for me is to be able to talk about it to others so that mm. whoever else is going through it, knows that they're not alone and someone's going through that same thing. And I don't think it's talked about enough. So that's what I, that's, I found my, a little bit of my purpose in this journey as oh, well. But wow. the other side of it is it, it is a tough process. It's, we started off with um, IUI, which is intrauterine um, insemination, which most people know as artificial insemination. Okay. We did about five months of that. Wow. Um, and it involves you taking uh, medicine that causes you to release more eggs at oh ovulation gosh. instead of just one. And do you, you could feel release that? up to four or five do you eggs. Feel it? Do you feel that? And it just, I'm sorry? Do you feel that? You do feel it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. That's I already experienced painful ovulation. Oh, my God. So now that my body's putting out two and three eggs at a time, yeah, you feel it. <laughs> mm. It hurts. Yes, <laughs> It yeah. might not hurt everyone, but it, it, it was painful you. for me. Um, but it increases your chances of Fertil- an egg being fertilized. Mm-hmm. So we did that, but we didn't even, we, we ended up getting pregnant on the final one. I told my doctor, my doctor wanted to go ahead and move to IVF because they don't want to keep giving you these medications. Um, and wasting your eggs, basically. Oh, really? Um, but I'm like, let's just do it one more time. One more time. Wow. <laughs> and this was about six months after I had went vegan, funny enough. Yeah, okay. I was close on out. So about that next. Yeah. I think I'm wondering if my change in lifestyle also had something to do with me finally conceiving. But on that final time, we did end up conceiving. Mm-hmm. And... We were excited, yes. but it was like a week and a half later, I lost the baby. I miscarried. Okay. So having to go through all of that, finally getting it and then getting that blow and this happening a few times, it, you know, it, 
also once we got into the IVF, which is a whole nother journey. Yeah, because that's the shock. Those things can really take a toll on you. And, and you definitely have to have a positive mindset. I did a lot of positive self-talk and, you know, tried mm-hmm. to keep myself from slipping into any depression Mm -hmm. or anything like that. But then we started our, then we started our IVF after Mm -hmm. that, a few months after that. Mm -hmm. IVF is a whole different animal. (laughs) Um, You get, you take 12 days of shots and medication. (laughs) So every day I would do, um, well, I would make Asley do the shot that had to go in my behind because I was really? too chicken to do it yeah, myself. I, I <laughs> and then I also had to do shots in my stomach. And what these medications do is make you produce a ton of eggs. It's more than the, the artificial insemination medication that you use. I ended up mm. producing, I believe it was 14 eggs. Talk about painful. I oh, felt like I was pregnant already. Yes, that's my stomach was big. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and swollen. And uh, then you go through what they call a retrieval where it's a surgical, a surgical procedure where they put you under and they go in and retrieve the eggs and they ended up retrieving nine of mine. Oh. And we, we wanted to try to minimize mm-hmm. as much heartbreak as possible okay. because IBS... <laughs> when they transfer the embryo into you, it's not always going to result in a pregnancy. So to minimize any stress that might come with a loss, we decided to pay extra Mm. to have all of our eggs genetically tested to make sure that they were viable. So out of the nine, only three were viable. What? So we, yes, we saved six times. Six times of inevitable miscarriages from our life. That was smart. <laughs> Which was, um, it was money well spent. Mm-hmm. So we had three eggs to work with. Mm-hmm. We also were able to find out the gender of the egg oh, wow. because of the genetic testing. So we knew we had two girls and one boy. Oh. So I know, right? I oh. thought <laughs> that was so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we did the boy first okay. and we did get pregnant. Yay. But unfortunately, about five and a half weeks in, we ended up losing that pregnancy as well. It, that was a, a really, really tough one because we, we actually got to live a month being pregnant and starting to get excited. And, and this just goes to show you the blows that come with this journey. But after that, um, you really just jump right back in. A few weeks later, you get your cycle Mm-hmm. after the miscarriage and once you get the, your next cycle after your body's cleansed um you you go right back in so we started taking all the medication again all the hormones again and we put in our first girl okay um but she didn't stick to me at all that one didn't result in a pregnancy okay. and by this time I think I was at my lowest oh I was really really sad and because you feel like I your was, body it feels like your body's not working Right, so, yeah. exactly, mm-hmm. and and that's the thing, and then not knowing why yeah. you you're losing the kids because they can't tell you why. It could be a number of things. It could be they implanted wrong. It could be a a uh, a genetic thing that wasn't seen that made your body reject the pregnancy. It can be a number of things, and the, and the not knowing part 
is the toughest one. Like, what is it? Is it me? Is like, am I doing something wrong? So at this point I decided that I just needed a long break. I needed time to be able to mourn my babies and wrap my head around the situation and not have to worry about, you know, going to all these appointments, taking all this medicine, basically giving my body away (laughs) and my, I, I wasn't, I lost myself, I guess you could say. Because it was like a mission. You were like on this mission. Yes. So I took six months to just enjoy my life and and not put all this pressure on myself and also pressure on my husband because, you know, he's he's dealing with the losses too. Mm -hmm. Seeing me go through it hurts him and he would get angry because there's no answers and he wished you know, that the doctors could tell us more, but they couldn't. And we're paying out all this money for no results. And it's, it, it was getting overwhelming for the both of us. So we, we took six months to just be ourselves, be with each other, heal from the loss. And we decided to jump back in a little bit later. So after that, <clears throat> I definitely worked on my mindset. I put myself in a positive space. Mm-hmm. I did a ton of praying for God to tell me when when was the right time to jump back in, and and we decided to jump back in. Uh, I believe it was the end of September. Okay. But because I'd been gone so long, they had to run some new tests, make sure everything was good with my womb. Okay. And so we ended up doing the the last and final embryo transfer of that particular IVF cycle that on a, November seventh. That was the the girl, the girl, the that last was, girl. Yes, this was the the final girl. Mm. And that each each IVF cycle, like once you're out of eggs, you start a whole new cycle, which is basically starting over payment and all. <laughs> oh. We didn't want to have to do that, mm. so we prayed hard for God to just please let, let this one work. work. Yes, yes, <laughs> and it did. And it did, and we're pregnant with her still right now. I'm 32 weeks as of last night. Oh, congratulations. I think that that break did us some definite good for sure. And you said something really important as far as the mindset and getting in a good head space. The older I get, Diana, and thank you for reiterating that, the older I get, the more I realize how the mind, it it controls everything everything. (laughs) you know everything because Mm -hmm. like i was just reading it's like you know believing is seeing i grew up saying seeing is believing no believing is seeing and that takes a lot of mind work and mind food to get in that space because i really i mean i believe that that is that was the case you know taking that break and listening to your body you know and like you said you taking the time to be with your spouse and you guys just kind of regrouping and restoring you know all the the stuff that you've been going through over the last few months with for sure know, like just you know your body's like a machine and and that's why you know I just I just say you know you, you just don't take it lightly like I used to say um when you see like a teenage mom or something it's like oh that was a mistake I'm like you know what after I when I we first got married and after two years I was like okay I'm ready I'm ready to have a baby and it took us <laughs> it took us eight months but I remember like every month feeling so down, like why? I thought you just get pregnant. Like I didn't know it was a process because you see other people. And I remember in high school, like people get pregnant and you're like, oh, Mm -hmm. but but 
that experience taught me that no child is an accident. Like everything, for really, sure, everything has to align for a child to conceive. Pregnancy is timing. Yes, it is timing. And so many people happen to just hit the perfect timing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but then there's a lot that don't. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And mm-hmm. and kudos to you guys. I mean, I know that even that experience has made you stronger in your relationship. So absolutely, that's a, that's a blessing. And then for this child to come into this world and having after you having gone through this journey, it's like, oh my gosh, this is my treasure. This is yes. it. Truly, is a treasure. And what would be even more crazy and amazing is if, like, after you have this one, you just they just start coming. Because <laughs> I find <laughs> I know that's we always tease about that. We're like, as soon as she comes, we're gonna pop them out yeah, naturally, like just, crazy. They just start coming. That tends to always be the story. Yeah, because you got it. They got. I'm like, please do, because I don't want to spend that money no more. <laughs> no, oh my gosh. Oh my. I always joke that she's gonna come to me and say. Uh, when she's 16 that she wants a new car but I'm be like yeah I, I use that money to pay for your life <laughs> <laughs> and you could technically do that that's so I hear a lot of people who use surrogates right. they, you I'm like what? sorry you gotta go get a job I know because we, 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 we use that money to bring you to this world and to this world but you know what Diana did you ever consider a surrogate did you, did you I did to- I actually asked my sister-in-law if if our transfers didn't work out, like if we, we would have went through maybe one more round of IVF if the first one didn't go through. And then I was considering a surrogate. And I actually asked my sister-in-law and she said she would do it for me. Oh, that's, and they, you know what they If it came like, down to it. Yeah, they seem like a cool family, your husband's side. I, just based yeah. on what I see. That They are. Cool. They're great. That's really I cool. love them. Yeah. And she said she carry the baby. Wow. But I'm glad you got to carry it because it does make a difference, Diana. Like, and you, I think if a woman wants to experience um, growing a life inside of her and especially mm-hmm. having the going down the journey that you went through, you deserve that. Because it is like you, you feel the flip, the first flutter and then they start, you know, you yeah. feel like stretching if they have the hiccups. And that's that's an amazing, amazing feeling. So I'm, I'm glad is. you got to experience that. I really am. I'm very, very grateful to to be able to experience these things. I know there's a lot of women who don't. Yep. Yeah. And you know, yeah. I can't imagine how that would feel if I would never be able to. So, I commend those women to who have to do those other avenues because they they just can't do it inside of themselves. And I feel for those women. Because I, yeah. I was one of them at yeah. one point. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I wasn't able to carry. I never even got, with all my other pregnancies, I never even got to the heartbeat. So oh, even funny. hearing her heartbeat yeah. was overwhelming for me. Really? Like, because it was the first time we finally got to to, to hear that. And, and then even and the in, first time she, the first time I'm sorry. She, the first time she moved. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. First time, I didn't even realize it, that it was her until I started seeing a pattern, and I kept feeling that same sensation at around the same time every day. And I'm like, "Oh my god, I think that's actually her!" Wow. Like, because it, it felt like someone was scratching me with fingernails inside my oh. uterus. But everybody's like, "It feels like bubbles. Yeah. It feels like this." I'm like, "Yeah, mine didn't. Mine felt like she was scratching me with her nails." Oh my gosh. In the front of my stomach. She probably was. But, uh, yeah, it took me about four days to realize that that was her in there moving around. So 
Okay. Yeah, that was that was a crazy a crazy experience. And now I'm just like, please be still. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they start because they're growing. She's. Growing. I feel like she's rolling down a yeah. hill sometimes in there, and I'm yeah. like, what are you doing? I love it, but you it's talk still to her. cool. Yeah, and you talk to her and everything. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, talk to her. And, you know, one, what are you doing to prepare for birth? Because that's a whole nother experience as well. Like every, like each, honestly, each, um, what is it called? Is it trimester? Each trimester, right? Is a different experience. Mm -hmm. Because you're in your last trimester. You're not in your last trimester yet, are you? Yeah, I'm in the third. I've got two more months to go. That's right. Okay. And each have been very different for sure. The first Mm -hmm. one sucked. Yeah. (laughs) It sucked bad. I was happy to be pregnant, yeah, but right. it was not a fun experience. <laughs> you what? Did you, I, did you have morning sickness? I had morning sickness minus the vomiting. Like I vom, I did the vomiting thing like three times total, <sighs> but I had nausea from the moment I woke up mm-hmm. to the moment I put my head back on the pillow, and it was intense. I couldn't smell a thing. I I was literally locked in my bedroom for three months Mm because I was scared to smell anything. (laughs) (laughs) If my husband, my husband had to cook all the meals because I couldn't, I could not stand the smell of food. Mm -hmm. I basically was only able to eat fruit. Thank God I'm a vegan (laughs) because all I could eat was raw fruit, raw vegetables, oatmeal. And that was pretty much the extent of my diet for the first three months because she would not let me eat anything else. Okay. Or smell anything else. I would have smoothies too and, and things like that. But yeah, first trimester was tough. <laughs> yeah. Till I heard the heartbeat, and then I'm like, okay, okay I'm it was this. all worth it. Yes, and then <laughs> but, you meet her. Oh, but it gosh. doesn't take away the the struggle of it all. Yeah, it was definitely a struggle. Yeah, but it only lasted until like it's almost like the moment I hit my second trimester, mm-hmm. all of it went away. But then I got the flu. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, that, and that's terrible because you know why? You can't really take medicine. Right? I know. It was the, That was rough, too. I had a skyrocketing fever. I had to go to the emergency room. Mm-hmm. All I could take was Tylenol to try to keep mm-hmm. the fever at bay. I was sick for about a month. Wow. Damn. So I'm like, I go from one sickness to another. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was hard. But finally that went away and... I hit the beautiful part of the second trimester where you're just glowing, happy and floating and glowing and nothing hurts and you get to feel a move. And yeah. Cause I like yeah, to say I, that then she settled in, like everything's connected. Cause see that first trimester, everything's trying to set up and get, you know, yeah. they're building their home. And then that's mm-hmm. when all and that hormones. placenta hasn't kicked in yet. Right. So she's taking everything yep. from you. Yeah. And then so tired, fatigued. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's a blessing too, though, Diana, because think about the women, like you mentioned, you know, in your bio, as far as you and your husband work together. And mm-hmm. that's one of the things I shared on the show. Like I am, I feel so blessed because think of the women who have to, you're sick like that. You got to get up and go to work. Like you got to go. Yes. Eight to five. I always said that to Asley. I'm like, I could not imagine no. going through this and then having to go to a nine to five. Like, Mm-mm. I'm like, baby, I don't know if, if we were in that situation, I might have to quit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you might have to make it work because I didn't even want to get out of bed. Yeah. So kudos to the women who yes, the who did moms, that because that like, takes stamina. You are 
true queens. Stamina. And even <laughs> after the baby is here, like you're not going to have to rush anywhere because, you, you know, you get and that's that's one of the things I, I want to talk more about with families. I believe that when your children are young, especially like when they're first born and through at least middle school, if you could find a way to be um, self-employed or have a job where you can create your own hours, that's right. Be because they only stay little for so long, Diana. And I see too many kids like being left for too long. And I get yes. that if that's your situation, that's what you got to do. But it is nice once your baby's born, like you're not, you don't get your, you know, six weeks. I think the family medical leave act is longer now, but still three mm-hmm. months, three months. Like I, I see a lot of women, they have to leave. They quit. Cause they're like, you know, I'm not, I don't want to leave my child. Like I don't. Right. Want to, so. And go ahead. I can see that being a, a tough decision, but you know, some people are just in the position where they have to do that. Mm-hmm. So I definitely am grateful and I'm definitely blessed to, that we were able to find this business, you know, at a young age and, and Great. bring it up to where it is now to where we have that freedom That's to, right. to for me to either. have the choice to stay at home and, and be a mom full time, even though I'm still going to be yeah. involved in my business mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. We've delegated out my work to two other people that we hired okay. <clears throat> while I've been pregnant, but I still keep an eye on everything. Yeah. I can't not be involved. That's right. That's but right. but it's it is cool spot. to be able it's to have that spot. opportunity. That's right. It's a sweet spot because you will find like, you know, in between feedings or whatever, you'll you'll be inspired to like take a look at that email or you know, write that report yeah. or whatever you need to do. I just also got to make sure that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. That's right. Monitoring. <laughs> right. And, you, and you'll find Make that. sure everything's thriving. Yes, that's should. right. Thriving. I like that word. So how are you yes. preparing for childbirth, Diana? I'm sorry, say how, it again. How are you preparing for birth to give birth? Oh, so um, we are going to be doing a home birth. Yay, have, Diana! Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Okay, I have to have you back on to talk about that after. Okay. okay. For sure. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I, we've got some amazing midwives. Oh I love goodness. them to death. Their names are Serena and Misty, and they're, they work uh, at the Growing Family Birthing Center in St. Augustine, Florida. So oh if you are in that area, definitely go see them. Okay. Um, but they have been amazing. They actually delivered one of my closest friend's babies at home last year. Yes. And she raved and raved about them. So I'm like, that's who I'm going with. I always knew I wanted to do an all natural birth at home, Mm -hmm. especially after spending two and a half years in and out of a hospital, Mm -hmm. being poked with needles and taking medicine and dealing with doctors. And Mm -hmm. I knew I didn't want that for the actual birth. So we've been preparing for, for a home birth. I love it. And I couldn't be more excited about that. It's scary too at the same time, but yeah. you know, my, my midwives are very capable and you know, Florida is actually extremely strict on midwifery. Yeah. <clears throat> um, they have to go through a lot of schooling, a lot of testing, even if they were licensed in another state, when you come to Florida, you have to start over. So I'm very confident in, in their abilities. And I know that if anything goes awry, yeah. They don't care what I want. They don't mm-hmm. care what my husband wants. Mm-hmm. We're going to the hospital. That's right. Yeah, because you have to register with the hospital yes. still. We have a backup yeah. plan mm-hmm. if, if we need it. Hopefully we don't. Nope. Um, but, yeah. It's going to be awesome. My main preparation is just getting my mind ready for birth. 
That's right. I've been reading hypnobirthing to okay. learn how to right. go with the pain yes. instead of fight against it because no matter what, it's going to hurt. <laughs> That's right. And, but, you know, it's beautiful because I always say, like, one of the things when I used to, did my home birth, my, I, every time I get a contraction, I would, like, frown my face. And my midwife said, no, Melina. Yeah straighten up your face and ride the contraction. Relax your like hands, relax your face. Yes. Ride and just like go the with the wave. <laughs> it it's actually pushing the baby out. Oh my gosh. I can't wait till mm-hmm. you experience it. Oh, happy birthing to I you. Happy birthday. Diana, yes. So before we wrap up, I want you to give a mom that might be listening or a mom to be or whatever situation they're in. What word of advice would you give them if they're trying to conceive and it's not going the way they planned? My best advice is to, one, not beat yourself up about it. Because that's just going to create more of what you don't want. You have to speak into existence, you know, the fact that you're, you're going to have your baby, no matter how the baby comes. You, you can't let it consume you either, because it's easy to make that all you think about is, oh, we have, I found that when we let go Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. of the control and, and all of that, that things just started to align and happen the right way. So I just say, take it all in stride, the good times and the bad, be sad when you're sad, but turn it right back around to being positive because the universe only gives you what you put out there. So if you're putting out there sadness and negativity towards your situation, it's going to give you back more sadness and more negativity. But if you put out the positives and, and, you know, tell yourself that it's not going to happen on your time, it's going to happen. If you believe in God, it's going to happen in his time. And if you just believe in the universe, it's going to happen in the universe's time. You just have to stay positive and keep at it, but don't lose yourself in it and don't lose your relationship in it either. Okay. You know, because at the end of the day, the most important two are you and your husband. That's right. So that's right. I think that would be the, my best advice, you know, just keep, keep, just go with the flow (laughs) and, and combat the depression that might come with everything not going your way because like I said we tried for a year before we even looked into fertility treatment so that's 12 months of mm. us not getting pregnant well congratulations after trying diligently yes well congratulations oh, Diana and I'm so glad to have this conversation with you and I wish you happy birthing and I'll, I'll be talking Thank to you. you on social media because I I invested and I'm I'm really excited about your journey so thank you for sharing today no problem. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to share for sure. Uh, well, thank you. You guys are listening to Family Planet 365. It's been so great to have you here with me this Friday. Happy June to you. I will see you guys next week. Don't forget to subscribe to Family Planet 365 on iTunes. And I'll be sure to include some of um, Diana's tips in our notes, our show notes. And I'll also link her midwifery in the show notes as well. So thanks so much. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you later.
irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio.